0: You are listening to a podcast of the River in Durant, Oklahoma. Visit us online at rolcf.org. If you were to write, write a title down, I don't know how many of you take notes, uh, but if you were to write a title down on a piece of paper so you would remember this message, and if I was to put it on a, if I had to put it on it, I'd, you might want to write down, unsilent, your night everybody hear that? Unsilent your night. You know, we started last week a a Christmas series of messages. The Christmas series of messages starts with uh, the conception of Jesus and, and, and Mary. And we talked about how Mary had to overcome the fear in her life, that she had fear, and before she could receive the Word of God, that God was speaking to her, she had to overcome the fear in her heart. And she overcame that fear in her heart, how? By the Word of God itself, letting her know that she was accepted and beloved by God, And see, once you know that you're accepted and you're beloved by God, it takes the fear of God away from you because there is something that happens when you are afraid of God. Does everybody understand that? The church has told the world to be afraid of God. The church has told the church to be afraid of God. Right? Fear God! Well, Jesus said this. Jesus said that, that the traditions of men will make the Word of God of no effect. We've shared that scripture before, we've, and we're going to share it some more. But when Jesus says the Word of God, I mean the traditions of men will make the Word of God of no effect, we need to stop and look at what traditions are in our own personal lives and what traditions we have accepted in our society You know, there's a reason the Word of God is not affecting our society. You know why? Because our society adheres to its traditions more than it does the Word of God. Whenever you serve your traditions stronger than what the Word of God is, you are then serving your traditions and not the Word of God. You're not serving God. And in church, we have traditions that we have accepted because our society has told us that's the way things are. Now, I want everybody to know right up front, I love the Christmas season. I am not anti-Christmas. I am a Gentile. I'm not a Jew. Gentiles love Christmas. Jews love Hanukkah. I like Christmas. I am not anti-Christmas. I am anti-Christmas tradition that does not line up with the Word of God. And there's a lot of our traditions that don't line up with the Word of God. And we wonder why we're not affected by the Word of God. And the reason we're not affected by the Word of God is because of our traditions that we think we understand. And because we think we understand some traditions, we don't hear what the Word of God is actually saying. Uh, there's a real popular song in in we're, we're the, the last week's message message was, uh, you know, basically, "Be it unto me." And what Mary had to, how she had to receive the word. This this week and next week is all going to be about the gospel of peace. This morning, unsilent your night. You know, we were singing, "How great their art," and it just started welling up in me, and I just could not wait any longer. I have to get it out unsilent your night last week we left mary uh, uh, we had talked about how mary had been uh, she'd received the word of the lord she'd conceived and she'd been with elizabeth elizabeth said blessed now is she among women because now there'll be a fulfillment of the word spoken to her because she believed and so it takes us to believe the word for that word to be fulfilled in us and when that when it was conceived in her, it caused Mary to shout. It caused Mary to declare. It caused Mary to sing from her soul because her spirit has already rejoiced. He calls her soul, and she began to. Uh, Mary and Elizabeth were were were, were with. Uh, they were with each other, and they helped one another in their own miracles that they had, and they helped each other walk side by side. Let me tell you, the worst the the worst thing you can do for your Christian life is hang around somebody that's contrary to what you believe. There's a lot of us that hang around even family that don't believe what we believe and they destroy and tear down the very essence of what we believe. And they tear that down because we don't stand up for what we believe for the sake of family. Well, let me tell you what. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of scriptures this morning. matter of fact, Jesus said Himself, I did not come to bring peace, but I have come to bring a sword, dividing father and son, mother and daughter. He came to bring division, but yet during this season, what did the angels say? Peace on earth. So do we have a conflict of doctrine? Do we have a conflict of message? No, we just don't understand the message. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Unsilent your night. We've got a tradition, uh, I mean, a a real beautiful song. I love the song. I'm not saying don't sing it. Please, I'm not saying throw it out. But there's a song called Silent Night. Where in the world do we get that from? Have you thought about that? Now, you can look on your faces right now. It's almost like I just said God was dead. When I talk about the the song Silent Night, how can I talk about the song Silent Night in a negative? Real simple. The night he was born, it was not silent. There was nothing silent about the night Jesus was born. But because of one song, we don't want to wake the baby Jesus. Do you think the shepherds tiptoed into the manger? Oh, we're going to read what the Word has to say. Because God doesn't want us to silent our night. He doesn't want the world to Shh, be quiet. Don't tell somebody that Jesus came and why He came. But see, that's what's happening in the church. We're quiet. I, I almost like the fact that we have a small crowd this morning. I was sitting over here just getting really, uh, fighting getting, uh, to keep from getting upset this morning because of a small crowd. But you know what God showed me? That's how good God is. How many shepherds were abiding in the field keeping watch over the flocks by night? The whole town? Or just a few? And we're going to find out what those few did. So guess what? This message is for you, the few. I believe it with all my heart, once you hear this, it will change your life. Not only that, once you hear it, you'll change somebody else's life. Because you won't be silent no more. Book of Luke. Luke chapter 2. Matter of fact, before we read that, uh, just keep your finger there, or you can just stay right there if you want to. I'm going to turn over to the book of Matthew, uh, chapter one, just to let you know that there is definitely a theme that's happening in the hearts of people here. Uh, in Matthew chapter one, if, if once you get done reading in in Luke chapter one about Mary and everything, where we left off last week in verse fifty six, uh, where and it says in in Luke chapter one verse fifty six, it says, "And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house." Okay. Now Mary returned to her house. If you remember last week, this is where we left off. She went back to where she had originally came from, and she was three months pregnant. She didn't have to tell anybody that she was pregnant. All right. Then we turn over to the book of Matthew chapter one, in verse eighteen, where it says. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. And this is just a a real quick story of how it all took place. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man uh, and not wanting to make her a public spectacle. Remember what we talked about that? We talked about what happened if normal happened. What was normal for that to take place? When, when, a, when a person was pregnant outside of wedlock, normal was to stone them, was to kill them. That's what was normal. And so this whole story, all this is about you know, the Word of God not being normal. You know Things are going to happen when the Word of God comes into your life. Normal will change. Normal has to change because the Word of God does not support normal. And the religious structure... It was normal to stone people. Now look what happens here. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was, uh, was minded to put her away uh, secretly. But while, the, while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be Afraid. See, for us to walk in the things of God, we can't be afraid. The number one thing that keeps us from walking in the things of God is fear. Fear in your heart. God has to deal with the fear in us as people before we will receive the love and the Word of God that He has for us. And what we're going to see in this message today and, and next week, something so powerful. I believe it is the message. Matter of fact, I'm going to say this, and yes, this is being recorded, and you may leave here going, Well, that guy is all screwed up. But at the please don't run out of the service until the end. Listen to the whole thing, because Jesus <laughs> Uh, You don't know what I'm saying yet. I'll I'll say it this way first. Giving is not the spirit of the season. Giving is not the spirit of the season. I'm going to go one step further. Jesus is not the reason for the season. Uh oh. Did that come out of. Look at the look on your faces. My goodness. If a cat had nine lives, I just spent ten of them. Oh, I'm not saying that Jesus was not, that there wasn't a reason for Jesus, but there was a reason for Jesus. What we need to understand, church, that Jesus' birth was not the beginning of the story. See, in our mindsets, we think birth means beginning. It was not the beginning of what was taking place. It was the fulfillment of what is taking place. See, as long as we look at Jesus as being the beginning, we miss the reason Jesus came to this earth. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Now see, our traditions tell us that it's a season of giving, that Jesus is the reason for the season. And see, those all sound good, and they are all applicable and live within the real reason of the season. Oh, In the book of Luke, chapter 2. In the book of Luke, chapter 2. I like the way it says this in verse 1. And it came to pass in those days. Now what's it mean in those days? Well, in this, in this story of the birth of Jesus, in the season of Christmas that we celebrate, or the season of the Nativity, whatever you want to call it, See, let's look at it the way it really was. See, there was a period of time, matter of fact, I I like what it says in those days. Everybody remember that last week we talked about there's a page in some Bibles that say 400 silent years that between the New Testament and the Old Testament there's 400 silent years where God didn't speak to His people. Okay? And so for 400 years God didn't speak to His children. All right. He used to speak to them through the prophets and, and spoke things to them and, and directed them and guided them. For 400 years, God, the heavens were quiet. So it says, And in those days, which days were those? Those days of the 400 silent years. Okay? Now, there came a time when when they were all, the people of Israel were all called to come and have a census. Now, we're going to pick this up in verse 8. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flocks by night. And behold, everybody say behold. behold. See, that's a big word. That's not a little word, is it? Behold is a big word. And it says, Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. What were they again? They were afraid. They had fear. Now you understand, if you're guarding your sheep at night, and there's a couple of you out there who knows how many shepherds it was. It really immaterial. All we know is that there was a few. It wasn't the city. It was just a handful of people like this morning. And the angel of the Lord came to the whole city? No, he came to a few. And behold, the angel of the Lord appeared, and the glory was all about them. And they were afraid. There was fear in heart. Why were they afraid? We're going to read a passage of Scripture either this week or next, next week that talks about how... I'll just put it this way. They were afraid of God. It wasn't the devil that they were afraid of in the Old Testament. God opened up the ground and swallowed 3,000 of His own people because of disobedience. It wasn't God that slew old buddy Uzzah that reached out and grabbed the ark to keep it from falling over. You know, it wasn't the devil. That was, it was God that did that. It wasn't the devil. You know, it wasn't the devil that told the children of Israel to go into when they came to a certain group of people, kill every man, woman, boy, girl, teenager, preteen, and infant, and pets, cats, dogs, sheep, and goats. Kill them all. But wait a minute, this is the same God that says, Thou shalt not kill, and that's not killing. That's genocide. That's a total annihilation of a race of people. It wasn't the devil that told him to do that, it was God. When God spoke, people died. God was at war with sin. And sin was in man. Does everybody see this? God loved man but hated sin. And the only way that He could punish sin was kill the person it was in. So when you broke the law, you got punished. Wonder why the shepherds were afraid when God began to speak again. Somebody was going to die. Not only were they shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night, and they're out there all by themselves, and all of a sudden an angel pops up out of nowhere, and a glory of the Lord shows up, and it startles them and shocks them. Yes, but they had heard stories about God speaking from heaven all their life. Hmm. For four hundred silent years, God didn't speak, and all of a sudden He spoke. Let's hear what He said. Then the angel said to them, "Do not be afraid, and for behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be to all. Do you hear this? I will bring you great tidings of." of great joy which will be to all peoples just not the Jewish people but the Gentile people this message is for everyone who is he speaking to? a few a handful a select group of average everyday normal people just out doing their job matter of fact they didn't own the sheep They were just the shepherds of the sheep. Let's look what happened. For there is born unto you in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you, and you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. So here we have a couple words. Behold. And here's another word called suddenly. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now wait a minute. So all of a sudden you have a heavenly host of angels declaring to the people of earth via declaring to earth via the shepherds glory to God on the highest uh, and on earth peace and good will toward man. Now wait a minute. Didn't I just quote a scripture that Jesus said himself don't think that I've come to bring peace but I've come to bring a sword dividing Father, mother, brother, sister, father, son. I mean, He came to bring division amongst the family. But in this scripture, it says that He came, peace on earth. See, what we need to understand that when God declared peace on earth from heaven, He wasn't declaring peace between men. He was saying peace between Him and man. Because he had been war, he had been at war against sin for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Every time sin rose up, he smote it. He killed it. He stopped it. He did it through. See, he had to. Sin was in man, so he had to kill the man that had to sin. That's why the judgment for Sin was death. Because God was at war with sin, but He loved man. And after 400 silent years, because the birth of Jesus, it's all part of God's plan. Don't, don't ever think it just, well, I just decided to bring Jesus down here, poof, there he is. No, listen. We don't even have time to get into all of the greatness that God is. They were singing how great God. We were singing this song, and it just over. I just got overwhelmed. How great! Listen. Oh, don't, 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 don't limit your Christmas experience to what you know. There's so much information out there that you don't know that you need to know. How great your God is. Do you realize that you know? The star didn't appear at the birth of Jesus. Did you know that? See, there's some things that we think about the Bible that aren't true. There was no star at the birth of Jesus. Do you know there was no wise men that showed up at the birth of Jesus? Do you know these things? See, we know the traditions of men. We know what man has told us and what we have accepted as gospel. But guess what? It's not gospel. We're going to find out next week and the week after what, why the, when did the wise men show up, how many there were or how many there wasn't. But what guided the, the, the wise men? A star. I'll tell you what, there's some stuff about the Christmas season you need to learn about because it's not what the Word says. You know, we need to read the Word for what the Word says. Again, I'm not against Christmas. Please, enjoy it. But don't let the traditions of men take away the power of the gospel. Because again, the message that the angels declared was not that we could have a Christmas tree. The message that the angels declared from heaven after 400 silent years was not that Jesus was born. The message that the angels declared after 400 silent years that God is at peace with man for the first time since the Garden of Eden. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Here it goes. Peace and goodwill towards man. God is at peace. Well, well, Pastor Curtis, you're making it sound like like there was this awful war going on. There was a war that was going on. Jesus' birth was a fulfillment of the prophecy that was given Eve in the garden, saying that her heel will bruise the head of the serpent. See, we think it starts with Jesus' birth. It starts with the creation of the world. This Jesus' birth was just a fulfillment of the prophetic word given for what was started back then. That sin entered the world by one man, Adam. Adam. And because sin entered the world, one man, by one man, one man was going to have to take it out of the world. And his name was Jesus. He's called the second Adam. So this is not the beginning. It is the middle. It is almost even toward the end of a great story that we don't hear about. Because uh, before this, God was at war with sin. And man was getting in the way. And every time man got in the way, man got smitten by God because sin was in him. Mm. <sighs> Let me go ahead and read the rest of this before we change to another scripture. Verse fourteen Glory to God in the highest, and all the earth peace, good will toward men. Not between, but toward. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into the heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Can't you just see it? The shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. And they go like this. Maybe we should go to town and see if this baby's really there. Can't you hear him whispering? You know why? Because it was such a silent night. Oh, holy night. All is what? It wasn't coming! coming. were radically interrupted by a host of angels. All of heaven opened up and declared to the entire earth peace on earth. And good." the last thing it was was calm. The last thing it was was silent. Gosh. (laughs) And the problem with the church is We're just so silent. We've got a message that we don't even understand because it's not causing us to shout. We're not declaring it to anybody. We're keeping the message to ourselves because it's personal. It's time to declare with a loud voice the gospel of the heavens which is peace, not wrath, not judgment, not fear. Listen, the first thing the message was doing was getting rid of trying to overcome the fear in people's hearts. I'll just read what it says here. So it was when the angels had gone, excuse me, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to the Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. Don't you think He made known to you? Uh, I think He did a good job of making known to them. Very loud way. They couldn't ignore it. And they came with haste. Don't you see the picture? Them just tiptoeing up to the manger. Can't you see it? Shh. Don't wake the baby Jesus. He might cry. Oh, I don't think so. But see, traditions... See, it makes for a good play. What do you think? Is it? And with haste. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them according to this child. What did they do? When they saw the evidence of what the angel had told them, the sign of the wonder that had just taken place, because the angel said, this will be a sign unto you. They saw the sign of the wonder that had taken place. They went about telling everybody. Oh, let me just read it the way we see it. And they came with haste. They tiptoed in. They're real quiet. There's Jesus in the manger and a little baby lamb sitting there. Mary and Joseph and babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them according to Jesus. And all those who heard marveled at those things. Can't you just see a bunch of people hearing about this, this virgin birth and peace on earth and goodwill toward men being declared from all of heaven? And people just sitting around going, oh, it's just a precious baby. Blessed is God on a high. Silent night, holy night, all is. brown yon virgin. I mean, I love the song. I'm doing this on purpose. I'm trying to rile your emotions. Because if I can't rile your emotions over Christmas, what can I rile your emotions over? Someone's got to stir you up. If the cross don't stir you up, I've got to go to the the birth. If If the grave don't stir you up, I've got to go to the birth. If that doesn't stir you up, angels are going to have to come out of heaven and shout with a loud voice, Peace on earth. The message of the season is not holy night. The message of the season is not giving. The message of the season is not Jesus is the reason. The message of the season is that it's peace on earth and good will toward men. That God was angry and mad at sin and it was in man. And so God dealt with sin by putting it all on His Son and sending to the cross to die for all man's sin once and for all, Merry Christmas! That is the reason of the season. It wasn't the beginning. It was the continuation of the story that God was telling man from the beginning in the book of Genesis with the, when He talked to Adam and Eve in the garden. It is a continuation of God's plan and His love for people. For God so the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth Listen, you're going to learn next week, that, that or maybe the next week, uh, we're go- the last week in, in Christmas on 26, we're going to talk about the camels are coming. Oh, if you've never heard the story of the camels are coming, you don't know that concept, you know, don't know the principle, I know you're going to be with family. You're, this probably going, who knows, we might have less people here than we do now, but guess what? The ones that are going here are going to hear the stories about the camels are coming. It was two years... Here's just a couple of thoughts. We're going to talk about it more in detail. But you know, they say it was it, it, it was two years from the birth of Jesus to when the wise men showed up on the camels. There's not a theologian that's ever studied the Bible that doesn't agree with that. But why don't they tell people in church that? Because the traditions of men are too, too, too sacred to touch in most churches. <laughs> I'm not going to let you live in a lie. I'm just bold enough to talk about some of the traditions of men that don't line up with the truth of the Word because the traditions of men will make the Word of God of what? See, the traditions of our Christmas take away the very message of the Gospel. You want to see some more Scripture? Oh, come on. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 10. We're just going to have fun for the rest of the day here. Romans chapter 10. You need to understand the, con- the context that this, this is written in. And Romans chapter 10 is the archive. It is the, uh, the, the, the premier. The You can come up with all kinds of words for it. But this in Romans chapter 10, it's, it's the salvation scripture of all salvation scriptures. It says this. If you confess, in verse 9, it says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart uh, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's what this context is talking about. Look down here in verse 14. How then? So we're talking about getting people saved, and they get saved by hearing a message. Verse 14 says, And then uh, then shall they call on Him, or how shall they call on Him uh, uh, who have they not believed? And how shall they believe on Him who have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Proclaimer, that's what preacher is. And how shall they preach unless they are not sent? For it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace! who bring glad tidings of great joy which shall be unto it sounds like Paul was just like the angels Paul was declaring to the church in Italy and Rome the same thing the angels were preaching Paul's message was the same message that the angels were preaching angels are messengers Paul was a messenger. They were preaching the same thing. Peace on earth. And he was saying here, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. And most people in church have never even heard of such a critter as the gospel of peace. You know what the gospel of Christ is? The gospel of Christ is the gospel of peace. Jesus came preaching the gospel of peace. He was born... As a sign and a wonder of the gospel of peace. So he could die as a sign and a wonder of the gospel of peace. So he could be risen from the grave as a sign and a wonder of the gospel of peace. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. This is too fun. What's it say say in the book of uh, Ephesians? The, The sixth chapter, everybody knows it. Put on the whole armor of God. And what's on your feet? The preparation of the gospel of but we don't know what the gospel of peace is. We still think God's mad at us. We still think he's going to strike us dead. We still have fear in our heart. As long as you have fear in your heart, you'll never hear the word like Mary heard. You'll never hear the word like the shepherds heard. You'll never hear the word as, as Joseph heard because fear will keep that out of you. You won't be receptive to hear what the angels have got to say. All I am is a messenger declaring with a loud voice. I'm proclaiming the gospel of peace. Merry Christmas. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah 54. It wasn't a quiet night, people. Isaiah 54. See, it's one thing to have a a gospel of peace. But a gospel has to come from something stronger because God is a covenant God. Isaiah 54, verse 7. For a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. This is God speaking. He is saying, for this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn. Listen, God is about ready to swear. And when God swears, He don't go back on it. Let me Tell me if this is the message you've heard in your lifetime. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you, nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. Listen to this. But my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. It's a covenant of peace that God has declared. It is a covenant of peace that God is shouting from the heavens. It is something that God has declared prophetically. He told Isaiah about it in the years before this. He was. T- look, 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 look what else he told. Look what Isaiah heard from the Lord on this one Isaiah chapter 40. It's all throughout here if you just read it. Look here. In Isaiah 41 says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to the Jerusalem. And cry out to her. Now, here's the example of people in the church crying out. Hey, oh, they didn't hear me. They must not care. What's the scripture say? Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her war is over. That her iniquity has been pardoned for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Mm. See church, the message of the season excuse me, the reason for the season is because God was fulfilling the prophetic word that he told Eve because of what she did in the garden introduced us into sin because Adam and Eve did what they did, they brought us into sin prophetically spoke that her heel was going to bruise the head of the serpent. That one day there's going to be a Messiah come, another man, to pay the price for all man's sin and take on all man's sin who knew no sin, to die on the cross, to go back, take back the authority, pay the price for sin, bring us into a life that we can live free from sin, And in right relationship with God because of his obedience and not ours. See, it doesn't stop at Calvary, it continues. See, it's not just the death, but it's the life. See, it's not just the the birth, it's not just the death, but it's the life of Jesus that brings us the victory. The reason for the season isn't giving. I understand for God so loved the world he gave. God is a giving God. Listen, the reason for the season is to declare to the people around you that the war is over and that God is not mad with man anymore. Even if they don't come to our church, even if they've never been into church before, guess what? God is not mad at the world. If you have a theology based on that God's going to kill them all because they don't believe what you believe, you've never had Christmas in your heart. Because the message that I read says peace on earth and goodwill toward men. It's not about getting man to change. It's about getting the fear out of man's heart so they can receive the good news that will cause them to be transformed. But we pre- we're still preaching a message of fear, judgment, wrath, and going to hell. And as long as there's fear, you'll not receive the love of God.